0: Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. This is your podcast covering tactics for creating winning leadership and sustainable winning organizations. Discover more information detailed in their books, Gapology, Imbar, and their newest release, Speed of Purpose. We can be reached at Gapology.org, and our books can be found at Amazon.com. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome back to Gapology Radio. As a reminder, we are available for virtual workshops on Gapology, Imbar, or Speed of Purpose. And we can also conduct one-on-one coaching sessions if you're struggling with your leadership. Just let us know and we can help. Okay, so today we are continuing our discussion on Speed of Purpose. Let's go ahead and give Martinez a call. Brian? Hey Mark, how are ya? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just watching the show alone. Have you had a chance to watch that?
0: I have started watching it at your recommendation, yes.
1: Yeah, what do you think?
0: Well, it terrifies me.
1: (laughs) No kidding. It's crazy. These people are just nuts to, to do this. Yeah, it's scary. I know. You know, I was thinking about it, though. We're actually on, let's see, we're on season five, and we're getting toward the end And I was thinking about purpose, which, you know, we're going to talk about today. And these people have such a compelling purpose to be out there doing this, you know, living out in the wild on their own, alone with nobody else. And I was really thinking about people and how important it is for, you know, us to have relationships and have, you know, people around us and that kind of thing. And I thought it was really interesting how they can survive on their own without all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a gap in people.
1: Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So what do you, what do you want to talk about today?
0: Well, you know, these we, we've just done two Speed of Purpose podcasts so far, and both of them were terrific. So congratulations on your work there. I thought we'd just continue that and start working our way into the drivers, how to bring Speed of Purpose to life. So today, what I'm thinking is we go after the people aspect. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that's perfect.
0: All right, so let's, let's jump right in. So in Speed of Purpose, what Brian and I teach everyone is how to bring 2.8 times productivity to life, how to make it happen, how to make it real. And we, we deliver three drivers that, that actually do that. So tonight we'll talk about the first driver, which is people. So to create Speed of Purpose... The key driver, in many ways, is people. And that's pretty obvious to anyone. But what we do then is we teach you how to make people the driver, how to use the people driver to create the 2.8 times productivity. And that would be the topic uh, for tonight. How's that sound, Brian?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it is absolutely the key um, to all of this, and, and that's why really it's the first driver.
0: Yeah, exactly. So for those of you that are taking notes, write down people as the driver that creates the speed of purpose, and uh, we're going to break that down into three different accelerators that equal the driver. So the first accelerator uh, is roll, role. role. So people are what bring purpose to life. People are what generally create the productivity that equals the 2.8 times. But role is the key accelerator, and it can actually be overlooked. And so what we found is an incredible contrast in organizations and teams. The organizations that were truly driving the 2.8 times productivity and beyond had figured out how to tie every role, every role, no matter how low level a role, they've tied every role, no matter how high level a role, they've tied them to the purpose. So if you're the president of the company, you're tied to the purpose. If you're the cashier interacting with every customer who gets rung up, you're tied to the purpose. So that's what we want to talk about first. Anything before I jump in on role, Brian?
1: No, you know, I think it's just uh, interesting how people really need to understand how their role matters, you know, right from the start, you know, from the minute you hire them through your orientation, your onboarding, your training, they need to understand how their role fits into the overall goals of the organization. And if you tie that to a purpose, you can really tie emotionally their role to the overall goals of the organization.
0: Yeah, that's it right there. So the organizations, the teams that are achieving the 2.8 times productivity have made every role significant. So those of you taking notes, I'd write that down. They have made every role significant and they have tied every role to the purpose. And we like to use the terminology, wrap everyone in purpose. They have done that. Pixar famously made everyone, whether you're the gardener or a director of a film, they've made everyone's title filmmaker. That's awesome. That is about tying every role to the purpose. That's what we're talking about. Think about that. What if every role is directly thought through and tied to the purpose? It changes everything. So think about this. Take every job description in your organization and tear them up. Throw them out. And start over and rewrite every job description, every job description, every one in relation to the purpose. What is the role in relation to the purpose? Yes, you can include all the legalese that needs to be in a job description,
1: but tie tie every one of them to the purpose. What's my role
0: in the purpose of this organization? That changes everything, and you relaunch then every single role as you relaunch or launch initially the purpose of the organization.
1: Brian? Yeah, I think that's great. I was chuckling there. I think uh, you know so often we do get caught up in the, the legalese and the professional language that needs to be in job descriptions and all that absolutely needs to be in there. But just think about how – I don't know the 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 food caterer on a movie set for Pixar, how their role fits into being a filmmaker. Just think about that. If they're not delivering the food, you know, in a good way, if it's not good food, if if the the actors aren't uh, well nourished and happy and that kind of thing, think of how that's going to impact the the film. There's no film. Right. That's a great point. There's no film. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna march they're off. Set. Part of it. They're part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah that's great that's cool yeah (laughs)
0: so the other thing that most organizations that we've interacted with have forgotten about is they haven't stepped back from the purpose and said okay what are the core competencies of the people that need to work here what are we looking for as we hire into the future and we found organizations, though, that said, you know what? We have found that these five core competencies are the ones we need. They tie directly to our purpose. So we interview to these core competencies, which you would be, which would be a set of skills, if you're not familiar with the term. Uh, we interview to these core competencies. We look for these when we go to promote someone. Uh, these are the core competencies that someone joining our team must have, and if we write a performance review, we review these core competencies because these core competencies are tied to our purpose. So when you look at your, once you have your purpose established, there are clearly a set of core competencies by role or in total that you can go after. And it changes everything. And once you've done that, you have tied every role to the purpose. And the organization will never be the same.
1: Yeah. Just imagine how impactful that is to somebody's level of importance around their role if you're appraising them based on their contributions to the purpose. You know, you interview them, you, you train them, you do all those things up front to the purpose. But then you review them. So it's not just words on a I don't know, on a plaque, on a wall, or in a training manual or something. It's actually something that is expected. It's something that they have to live up to um, on a daily basis and then they're appraised on it, you know, throughout the year. I think that really drives home that level of importance around the the purpose.
0: Yeah. So to recap, the first accelerator that Is the that connects to the driver people is to tie every role to the purpose. Every role that one is huge, it takes a while, too. It's a big, it's a big workload if you haven't done that, but it changes everything. So, the next accelerator that we would like to talk about is rituals. So, we found that the greatest organizations and the greatest organizations that were achieving the 2.8 times productivity had created rituals around the purpose. And the rituals would be maybe you would, you would call it points of celebration or reasons to celebrate. And we found this organization that said, quite frankly, we are what we celebrate. And we thought about that and said, Oh yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are what we celebrate. So what an organization celebrates tells you what their purpose is. So leaders need to be on purpose about creating rituals that show the purpose of the organization, that highlight the purpose of the organization. This is what creates a culture. So if you want to have 2.8 times productivity, you need a culture around purpose, and the rituals uh, create that. Uh, I'll, I'll pause for a moment, let you interject, Brian, and then I'll come back to it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think the the rituals really just demonstrates what you value as an organization, um, and those you know rituals can be um you know things that are small or things that are large so it could be bringing somebody up on stage at the end of the year banquet or it could be just a simple handshake walking up somebody's cubicle and just shaking their hand and saying you know I appreciate what you did with this particular project I think you know rituals don't have to be necessarily you know all this you know hoopla necessarily but it can be something small um, and a lot of times those things really matter
0: but they're tied to the purpose absolutely so so to your point so we we found an organization that um, was very consistent about doing handwritten notes to people that had excelled in the purpose so handwritten note a little thing but it's a big thing you know thank you for living our purpose brian you know it, it it's huge so in that organization, you could you could walk into an office and there would be a handwritten note that had been there for 10 years. They valued it enough to keep it like posted on the wall. So it could be a standing ovation. What about a ritual of standing ovations when someone achieved the purpose? Think about that. What message would it send if there were a standing ovation when an individual or a team achieved, The purpose think about that yeah wow what would would that say Um, Brian and I had surveyed a while back and we found that most people in their lifetimes had never received a standing ovation what if your organization your team created a ritual around standing ovations in relation to purpose how would that change everything? How would it change the productivity? How would it achieve two point eight and beyond? Uh, for those of you that haven't received standing ovations, they feel incredible. It's like a massage, a day spa uh, with tingling. It's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> it feels good. Yep, it's like oh my god. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. Imagine, you know, sitting in an office where you've got, you know, every team's kind of broken up by department. You've got your marketing team. You've got your sales team, your risk team or whatever. And all of a sudden you hear from a distance a rousing standing ovation, you know, screaming applause, cheering. And you're sitting down the hall in another department. You know, what's going to happen? How are you going to feel? You're going to be like, what's going on over there? You know, it's contagious. You're going to want to know what what that's all about. And as a leader, I think that could be an infectious uh, ritual. That's something that that you could really put into action that could definitely impact your team.
0: Yeah, that's a Yeah. I mean, I'm going to run down the hallway and find out what's going on. I'm going to become part of it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So here's what we found. We found that the organizations that were excelling at this were designing rituals, that equaled their purpose, that exemplified their purpose. It's incredible. So that's why we call it an accelerator. If you wanna get to 2.8 times productivity and beyond, you design rituals that exemplify your purpose, that shout it out. So think about how that ties to role. So you've made every role significant and you've tied every role to purpose. And now you have these rituals which people would die for, all about your purpose. So you're well on your way in these first two accelerators to 2.8 times productivity. And we got one more to go. Any other thoughts before I move on, Brian?
1: So this is all about driving emotion, driving, you know, your emotional connection to the organization, the organization's goals. And the overall purpose really connects, I think, emotion to tactics, to some of those more black and white type things that you're going
0: after. Yeah. All right. So the last one. We do most everything in threes, by the way, if you (laughs) haven't figured it out. Yeah. The The last one is totally missed by most organizations. So this is like insider knowledge here. Uh, It's a big deal you need to do role and rituals, but you need to you need to do this one as well And again, it's missed this gives you a competitive advantage against everyone else and it is rhythm So we found that the greatest organizations those that were achieving 2.8 times productivity and beyond with their purpose had tied rhythm the rhythm of the leader to the purpose And maybe it's more complex than the others. It's harder to see. But let's put it in the simplest of terms. What the leader does throughout the week, what the leader does throughout the day, screams out the purpose. So if it aligns with the purpose, the purpose is clear. But if it doesn't, the purpose is no longer clear and the leader has screwed everything up. So the leader's rhythm matters. So the leader needs to be on purpose about their rhythm. They need to be repetitive. They need to be predictable. And they need to signal to the team what matters through their rhythm. So let's give you some examples. So what if the leader throughout the week, very predictably, recaps a certain set of results that tie to the purpose. That's significant. What the leader does, you see, is important to the team, and it screams out what's important. So if the leader is off message, off purpose, they'll throw the team off. Purpose doesn't really matter. This stuff matters. No, no, no. The leader needs to tie everything, and they need to tie their rhythm to purpose. So throughout the week, they reinforce purpose over and over and over again. So the leader needs to look at their week, their day, and create the understanding and rhythm around purpose through their behavior. This is a big deal. So rhythm matters. Leader rhythm matters. If you don't have one, most of you don't. You need to create one. It changes everything. Brian, I'll turn to you on that.
1: Yeah, um, it's so interesting. You know, I was thinking about if a leader says customer satisfaction is our purpose, you know, we're driving, what, however they phrase it, driving toward customer satisfaction. But yet nothing they do throughout the week speaks to that. If their their rituals, their celebrations, their um, accountability conversations, any of those kinds of things,
0: the things they celebrate,
1: yeah, it doesn't yeah. tie to that. That that's delivering a different rhythm than what your purpose is. So the people are going to be confused. They're they're going to say, okay, well, we say customer satisfaction is important, but but we really don't believe it because we're not acting toward it.
0: We don't live it. Yep. Don't live it. Yep. Yeah, I saw I was with a leader uh earlier today who was telling their team that cleanliness matters. Okay. Clean environment matters. Okay. So we walked a uh a facility. First thing they did was put on a pair of rubber gloves, grabbed a garbage bag, and they picked up every piece of trash that had fallen on the floor. Wow. And they do this, from what I understand, on every single tour of a facility. Wow. Awesome. So they are screaming out that the purpose matters. And everyone sees it and they say, who's that? Oh, that's our leader. Oh, my God. They've got gloves on and a garbage bag, and they're picking up the trash <laughs> I just threw on the ground. Wow. Oh, my God. The purpose is real here. Imagine if they didn't do that. Imagine if they walked by the trash. Cleanliness really doesn't matter, does it? Yep. The purpose isn't real. So what the leader does— Matters. Everyone watches what the leader does. And again, if the leader has a rhythm and they're repetitive, it changes everything. Great point, Brian. Yep, awesome. All right, so here's a recap. If you want to have speed of purpose, you have to leverage the driver of people. And in order to to do that, you have to tie every role to the purpose make every role significant. You have to develop a set of rituals that reinforce the purpose and make it cultural. And you have to, as a leader, have a rhythm to your day and your week that scream out that the purpose matters and that it's real. When you do those three things, role, rituals, and rhythm, they bring people to life, and Speed of Purpose is already well on its way to 2.8 times productivity and beyond. Again, we saw organizations and teams that were achieving 10 times productivity. So 2.8 was just what you know we saw could be achieved easily through Speed of Purpose. You can do that. And this first driver, people, launches it big time. Brian, I'll turn it to
1: you to close. Yeah, 2.8 times productivity really is reliant upon discretionary effort. You know, we've talked about that. And you cannot do that without people. Absolutely, you have to wrap your people in purpose. And role, rituals, and rhythm are really those acceler- accelerators that are going to really drive toward that. Um and that's the only way to, to drive that productivity. I think that's absolutely key. And that's why it's our, our number one driver.
0: There you go. I couldn't have said it better.
1: Speed yes, you could. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. <laughs> Speed of purpose starts with a clear and compelling purpose. And then you apply the driver of people and you're well on your way. Yep. So this podcast could be the most significant of your entire organization's lifetime. Give us feedback. We would love it, and uh, you're well on your way. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Brian.
1: All right. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay. That'll do it from here. Remember, if you'd like virtual training for your team on Gapology, Imbar, or Speed of Purpose, let us know. Head on over to our website, Gapology.org, for more information. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at Gapology.org.